The Business Hour on OFM. Thank you so much for tuning in to the OFM Business Hour this Tuesday evening. We're continuing to zoom in on the contentious National Health Insurance Bill, which has returned to the public spotlight after it was passed by the South African Parliament on 12 June and is being sent to the National Council of Provinces for concurrence. We're now joined by a revered Central South African cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Johan Jo Pretorius, as he shares his views on the bill after he wrote a scathing letter in the Sunday Times directed at the National Health Department's Dr. Nicholas Crisp. He's the Health Director General. Let's listen in for more of his views. Doctor, what made you want to write that letter that ended up being published in the Sunday Times? Well, let me say, I, I think ordinary South Africans should be worried, and I think they should be more worried than I get the general impression that they are. I think that people don't realize is, is that this proposed NHR bill, I've kind of read through it. I can't say I've spent the time to read every little, little tiny detail, but I get the impression generally that this boils down to government wanting to take control over medicine and, and healthcare entirely. Now, as I said in my letter, you know, I'm afraid the track record speaks for itself yeah. in the sense of if one just has to look at all of the SOEs in our country. It's a bit chaotic, I'm afraid. And I really am of the opinion that we can still be very proud of private health care in this country. South Africa has a long history of producing very good doctors. Our medical training has always been good. South African doctors are in demand all over the world. And I'm afraid the government has, over the past quarter of a century, just as they've mismanaged most things in this country, they've mismanaged public health care. Now, I know it's a big statement to make. I know there's a lot of people that work in public health care that are still doing good work and they try. But, I mean, one only has to read a paper on a daily basis to see what kind of malpractices and dramas. I mean, just recently there was the reports of babies in cardboard boxes in Mafeking because there's no incubators. It really is worrying to think that government thinks that they can tackle and manage something as complex as healthcare. Once again, we're looking at just the same old story. There's going to be cadre deployment. There are going to be people appointed in positions that can't handle it, that don't have the know-how. It is an immensely complex business in terms of equipment, in terms of know-how. And then why doesn't even start talking about the corruption that could be involved? I mean, if I only think on a daily basis the things that I need and use, if they now have to be ordered and stored in some government warehouse in Pretoria, I mean, I could just imagine the chaos. You know, we will grant to a halt. I want to make it quite clear that I do have sympathy with people who cannot afford a medical aid in this country because they, I'm afraid, they have no choice. They have to use a government hospital. They have to go and sit in a queue for hours and hours on end at a clinic somewhere or at a government hospital somewhere. But I'm afraid the solution to this problem is not just taking private medicine, thinking that one can just take the money that is spent in private medicine and now you know, to give affordable health care to everyone. You know, I'm afraid we, we do live in an, in an unequal society. That's a fact. You know, I mean, they'll tell you that there are about, what, I don't know, six or seven million taxpayers in this country. And we're sitting with a population of 60 million people. 
Now, just do the math. I mean, six or seven million people cannot be paying for the comprehensive health care that is afforded to people in private by, by such a small tax base. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And, and what it boils down to is that the government is going to say, you are still going to be paying, you as somebody who's employed or salaried, you will still be paying your medical aid contribution, or even more possibly, and only be receiving some half-baked state medicine. I know you haven't been in the public health care system for a long time. You've been in private uh, yeah, uh, for, for some yeah. time. But were there systemic issues that you identified before that are beyond the corruption and the mismanagement, or are those the main ones? I think that, you know, over the years, in spite of, of obviously, I mean, I was reading an article the other day, you know, that we can't really say in South Africa that we have built one big, decent hospital in the last 25 years, in spite of the fact that our population has grown. One only has to look at, they will tell you that, a fair percentage of women who give birth in Limpopo are from Zimbabwe. So the burden on our health, our, our public health care system has increased, but we're not spending money to increase capacity or to maintain if you have a look at hospitals, I recently visited Tyreberg Hospital, which I spent many years in. And, you know, it's just a question of, I just presume that there's no money to maintain because the load is just more. There are so many more people who have to use the system. There are so many more people that are dependent on the system. We are not building new hospitals. We are not maintaining our current infrastructure. And then you had examples like what happened in Kimberley where a psychiatric hospital was started off with a, on a budget of I don't know how many million, but ended up to be billions and is virtually still not a, an up and running place. The mismanagement is, is huge, I think, but and all tethered to people who decide to give you know, their lives and their careers to work in public medicine because they do so under under very trying circumstances. There was this one chap at the Burr Hospital, I think, in Joburg, who was a whistleblower, and, I mean, he was just taken out because he opened his mouth, one of the doctors, because he was saying, you know, that the load-shipping equipment is so badly, the ventilators, the ICUs, etc., 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 and there are plenty of people who are doing a sterling job out there under trying circumstances. But again, I reiterate, my opinion is fix public medicine before you start to try to tackle private medicine. You know? yes. uh, don't go and take something that's working and break that down too. The Business Hour with Oliver Feng. On OFM.